Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. Paulie Bleen back, you've great for the loudness. I got a mouthful of nuts. Salted cashews. <laughs> Drink my coffee. Sam the Bam coming in for Che. Here. I, I like Sam's a child like I am. I said nuts and he giggled like Beavis and Butthead about it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna laugh at your jokes, Polly. Thanks. Well, did anyone pull up um Nostra Daniel from yesterday? Anyone uh, think ahead of time to do that on this great show? Uh, that would be a producer. I was in a meeting with the the great Ed Levine, so I was very The busy. great one's on a roll, too. He's got all kinds of exciting things going on here at Galaxy, doesn't he? Maybe Joe could pull that up before the end of the show. Is Joe here? Yeah, he's out at the producer's so, Does it mean he's actually listening to what's going no, on? Not he doesn't a listen chance. To anything, right? <laughs> not a chance. Wow. That's unbelievable. Wait, is that him yelling? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, Champagne Supernova. Wins it all. What's your take on it, Sam? Uh, I think Villanova kind of is redefining what three-pointers mean in the college game. Obviously, we've seen it in the NBA, but they've kind of brought it down to college and and obviously proven very successful with it. That's it? I mean, (laughs) hot take, bro. Wow. I mean, I I don't know about you guys, but I thought, you know, watching the Final Four game where Villanova just shot Kansas out of the gym, I thought there's no way – that that team can can win in the championship. I thought there's no way that they can sustain that sort of shooting, but it's just a different guy every night for them. And obviously it was DiVincenzo last night. So football in college does nothing. I, I don't I don't believe there's any significant difference between the NFL and college football, really, in the rules, in the equipment, in anything. Baseball, on the other hand, allows college athletes to hit with an aluminum bat which is absolutely 100% guaranteed makes that ball fly further. You can hit a ball further with an aluminum bat than you could with a wooden bat. Then you go ahead and you go to the pros, and you have to learn how to hit the, hit the ball and smack it out of the park with a bat that doesn't hit it as lightly. I know lightly. where you're going with this, Mr. Okay. Baldwin. Yeah, I know exactly where I'm going because I've said that throughout history of professional sports, we have continued as a society – to change rules and change equipment to make it more proficient in scoring in the game. The biggest one in, in, in my favorite sport is watching football, and they allowed the offensive linemen to extend their hands and block. Remember, back in the day, you were not allowed to put your hands out at all. You had to keep your hands like the, the old robot, you know, what was that game? Rock'em Sock'em like? Robots. No, what was the game where you, uh, not Rock'em Sock'em Robots, uh, the, the NFL game where you put the little things on and, and it buzzed. Remember uh, when we were kids, Paulie? Yeah, the vibrating yeah, the football. Vibrating. Someone text us and tell us what the name of that damn thing is. What the hell was that called? Now oh, go, we, had we had it. Everybody had it. It was loud as hell. Oh my God, it was the best thing though. Your guy like hummed down the field. Vibrating football. Vibrating I don't even football know if game. there was rules Vibrating to football it. game. Did there was nothing. See? Nothing. Someone had the ball and like if he, he hummed into somebody else. What is it? <laughs> Electric football? Was it just Vibrating called... football? No, there was a, it was like Hasbro something. Anyway, so <laughs> basketball will, in my, in my opinion, uh, and this rule that we're about to talk about, based on the lob, the alley-oop thrown to me, by Big Sam. That's what I'm um, here for. 
immediately, immediately change this rule. Move the college three-point shot back to the pros right now. Do it now. I can tell you now, even guarded in a game, I can stroke it at 57 years old from that stripe. It is way too close. For guys that are this talented, for athletes that are going to jump and not even go to college out of high school now and go into the NBA. So if you're that good, 19 feet is four feet past a foul shot, for God's sake. I can, it's ridiculous how short that shot is. The difference between shooting a 23 and shooting a 19 is major, major, major difference. Let them do it now in college. Make this, because here's here's one, some of the things that will happen. You will then start to see the presence of a big man be, become more impressive in the game again. You won't be able to play the game with just a bunch of guards running around. You won't be able to do that. Because as you stretch out the defense having to guard you four more feet, you can't slough back and cheat on the big guy in the paint. So it, rebounding would change. A lot would change if you did it. And it is really it's just too easy for them to hit that shot. I found myself watching the game, you know, and, and yes, they're very good. Don't get me wrong. I, I predicted that they would win. They were my pick in the bracket sheet. I had, a, you know, I, they, first time since Carolina in 2009, double digit victories, and they, and they beat them by like 17 on average. I mean, it just was boring to watch. And one of the reasons why, it's not that hard to shoot from 19 feet out. It's not. They tinkered with it in the NIT. They moved it back to the international rule, which I would have no, or whatever that is. It's between the NBA and, and so, college. So, so, a little bit at least. So, okay, so who's better, NBA guys or college guys? I mean, yeah, that's easy. Okay, so that's a, a no-brainer question. Correct? Yes or no? Yeah, Just play yeah, along with yes. me. Okay, so how come we don't have the rim at 9-6 in college? Why don't we make it a little easier on those guys who are not quite as good? So we should lower the rim just a little bit so we get some more exciting dunking going on and, and the game would be elevated above the rim a little better because in the NBA, it's the best 12 guys on each team in college. There's you know 7,000 guys playing in college. We should lower that rim a little bit. Let them get up there and, 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 and make it look like Michael Jordan every time a guy gets a ball. It's total BS. It is. And, and what you're watching is the, they're getting better. The athletes are better, which is why the NBA will never elongate that three-point line. But at some point, they're going to raise that rim. Watch. They're going to have to do it. Guards are 6'9 now. Guards, when we were kids and we were looking up to, you know, you think Bob, I hate to say this to people who out there who are, 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 are NBA, you know, big fans and or who are related to Bob Cousy. Do you think Bob Cousy could play in the NBA now? Yeah. Do you think Bob Cousy from the Celtics, legendary player, you think he'd play? He would not be able to step on the court now the way the game is played. He wouldn't. Magic changed all that. So. Well, okay, well, well you know, you, you know. could say that. You could say Julius serving before Magic changed it. You could say this guy. The, the game is played at, at a very bursted, one-on-one high level. It's not a lot of picking and passing, and you know, you don't see a lot of Celtic basketball, they called it before. It's changed. There's a lot of isolation, one-on-one guys that are great athletes, you know, and 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 they and the game is played way above the rim. At some point, before every team has two seven foot five guys in fifteen or twenty years, and forwards are seven foot and guards are six ten, and they did everyone can just play with their elbow above the rim. At some point, you're either going to stretch the floor or raise the rim. And remember, if you raise the rim two inches to ten two, that three point shot changes completely. When you're two, when it's two inches higher, the trajectory, all of it changes. It's harder to score. Uh, college should immediately change this rule. It's it's going to become boring to watch. Kids are chucking from there anyway, so that they 
at the college level. I don't have any issue with them moving it back. A lot of a lot of kids are popping from MBA range. But, but here here's what you're exactly right, and here's why. So I'm going to tell you from my my own my um my nep my my uh, nephew Vance. He's uh, my brother Billy's son. Lefty, good basketball player. Every year we get together summer, I play him one-on-one. But last year's the first time I lost. I lost, you know, in series of games to this kid. I'm like, God, I can't stand it. So I'm getting older. He's getting taller. He's now 17. He's playing in high school. He's a starting guard in Santa Barbara. And so, you know, now I'm, I can't go out there and play him like I used to. I got to pound him back in the paint and take him to the basket. But he stands up there. But up until last year where he's learning the game more because he's playing at a higher level with like every kid out there. Every kid out there wants to be Curry now. That's who they want to be. He, he's he's dribbling the ball back and forth between his legs, and I'm seven feet off him giving him a shot. And I went, are you going to do anything with the ball? I go, it's great that you can do all this without looking, but it's not get, getting you anywhere towards the basket. You're not doing it. You're just doing it, and then, and all they want to do is run from inside a rebound back out to three-point lane and shoot the ball. No one wants to pass it, pick. They don't want to box out. They want to none of it. They just want to shoot three-pointers. And you know what? He's really good three-point shooter, this kid, at 19 feet. He's a really good three-point shooter at 19 feet. Way different game when you have to play NBA rules. Let's go to Ted in Syracuse. Ted, what's up? What's happening, Ted? Hey, good morning, Dan. How you doing? Good, brother. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, thanks. Hey, listen, about this uh, Darius Basley thinking he's going to go to the G League and he's going to make uh, money and endorsements and stuff like that. I was up at, I'm an Uber driver, and I was up at Manly the other day, and I came out of Manly and I'm walking in my car, and geez, here's Tyus Battle coming out of the uh, basketball place. So uh, I started talking to him, and he, he's, his car is parked right next to mine, brand new Ranger over. Now, how the heck does that work? I don't know, but, uh, you know. That's college for you. <laughs> what, yeah, is so, that? So, what are you implying? So, so, so you think? So you think he's maybe he can't have his own Range Rover, or you? Or no, I'm just saying that uh, you know, instead of paying for college, he was able to buy the Range Rover because he was on a full scholarship and he had the money. Okay, that's a better answer uh, than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Paulie yeah. was getting really nervous over <laughs> well, there. Well, <laughs> first, well, first, well, first of all, first of all, a couple things. Um, uh, you, you, wait, I mean, you open up an incredible can of worms, just an innuendo, and so I'll, and so I'll address a couple of things that come to my mind. Number one, he, maybe he knows Basley and who lent him some money. That, that could be number one. <laughs> His whole um, check. No, yeah, no, right, right. So, so remember something, too. We're talking about $30,000. That's all Basley gets to make in the G League. Thirty grand. I mean, it's not a lot of money. So... Obviously, his feeling is that he's going. This is what I hear he's quoted as saying. He feels that he's going to play against guys that are going to help him become a better basketball player faster than if he went to Syracuse. I personally don't agree with that. I think that if he comes to Syracuse, he plays every day with at least two guys that are going to be NBA bound for sure. I think O'Shea and I think Tyus are going to go to the NBA eventually. Um, now, there, there's, there's a. Um, a, a system that kind of seems to work when it comes to going to the G League, and a lot of guys that go to the G League never come out of the G League. They never, they never make it out. A lot of guys. It's like the Hotel California. Well, listen, <laughs> I know guys far more successful that if I was going to draft from an NBA team right now, the one that I know the best uh, is. Uh, um, uh, oh gosh, now I'm not thinking of his name. Kyle Wilcher. So Wilcher wins a national title with Kentucky. Plays and wins and was was part of the of the of the last two games for sure. His three pointers as a freshman. 
uh, or a sophomore. Then he, tr- I don't know what happened with Calipari, you know, the mystery of the sinkhole that is Calipari and the Kentucky program. He transfers and sits out a year and goes to Gonzaga and goes to the Final Four. I believe he is the only college athlete to ever go to two Final Fours with different teams, I believe. Now, Wiltshire is a seven-footer. He can shoot. I had to guard this kid every day at the Y. It's It was terrifying. I hated it. He was so big. Um, and... He's been in the G League now through Houston, I think, like for three years. And you know what? You would have thought after three seasons at seven feet and with as good a basketball player and a pedigree, this kid's father played in the pros in the NBA and in Canada, and and he's still in the G League. And you know, I I, uh, I, I don't I don't think this is a great move for for Baisley, but you know, what? maybe I'm wrong. You know, hopefully he proves us wrong. Go. The the counterpoint I think is that. And I know Jim Beham obviously doesn't agree, but you don't have an hours limit with your coach in the G League like you do in college. So in the morning, you know, if you you have practice and during the day you can break down film with your coach and implement a game plan, and then at night you can play a game. Obviously, he doesn't get the kind of G League pitch is that okay you know you can go practice with our nba team because our vets can't practice and we need somebody to you know get the young guys going and then you can come back at night and play the games he can't get that because he can't go up to the nba team but what he's thinking is like okay i don't have the hours limit i don't have the distractions i don't i just want to play basketball and this is the best way to do that that's that's what he's thinking okay okay so let me tell you why i think that's not right okay um Who's Tim Tebow and where is he right now? Uh, I would assume he's analyzing something on TV somewhere. No, Tim Tebow is playing professional baseball now with the Mets. He's what? Why? Because he's Tim Tebow. So if you know you're going to be Mike Tyson, if you know you're going to be one of the best and feared and blah, 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 then you can go do whatever you want. But the point of it is, is that if you play at Syracuse or you play at Duke or you play with these programs, you're on national television. And suddenly, teams want you because of who you are, and what you, and, and your name value, and all those. There's a lot more. You're in the G League. You're playing in you know Upper Saskatchewan State University <laughs> is your home field advantage, right? And I, I don't. Think, no one knows about G League or watches it. No one, right? And and he's taking the. And I don't. I don't know him personally, but I, I would assume he's taking this step back from exposure and saying, "Okay, this is going to help my game." It's he's right. a so, he's a soft spoken kid. Right. I don't. It doesn't right. seem like he's interested in becoming, or you know, at least right now, marketing that name, becoming the Tim Tebow, the the Mike Tyson. Well, well, and there, let's say, so what in anything in life when you make these decisions, you have to say to yourself, "What's your goal?" I believe his goal is to get in and play in the NBA. I believe that's obviously why he thinks, as from a player standpoint, this is going to help his. And, and God bless him. I hope that that he's successful. That like anyone to be successful. The question is, is he actually going to do that by doing this, or would it be better to do a one and done or two seasons in a program where he leads the ACC, he's on national television, everybody knows he's coming, and they go, yeah, we want him. Right there, I think there are two like big hurdles for him. One of them being, you know, he's 18 year old in a, in a grown man's league, and like that right. is going to present some problems. I've talked to G League coaches and G League executives and players, and they're all like, you know, he's going to come in and get rocked just because you know those guys are experienced, they're bigger than him. But it's not about him dominating this league. They just want to see the progression. They want to see him get smarter and, and more right. physical. And 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 so I'll give you two words. You, you'll 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 appreciate this, Christian Leitner. So now Christian Leitner was a total bust in the NBA. He didn't do anything. 
But man, there was one shining night when that guy <laughs> turned around and hit a single shot. Not that he wasn't a good player. He's the greatest college player ever. The greatest college player yeah, ever? Yeah, in my lifetime. He's the greatest college player ever? Really? Did you just jump on in, that bandwagon? In my lifetime, Christian like Leitner? big mouth bats. No, there's no question that in my lifetime, Christian Leitner was the greatest college basketball player. Who's, who's the competition? Everybody that's played college basketball in my lifetime. Any member, uh, 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 three members of Five Slamma Jammer were far better than him in college. Not, no, I, yes, I they would, were. Kim Olajuwon was better if than I in college. If I would have taken yeah. any college basketball no. player, Christian no, Leitner no, 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 is number no, no, one no. Pick. Well, don't confuse yourself with statistical information that supports. Christian Leitner was the most timely college player, for sure. The fact that he hits that shot against UConn, the, you know, uh, that some of the things... Uh, uh, Kentucky, yeah. rather. And Kentucky. Yeah, he, two, dude, two, he was two, he was probably yeah, the but, most but, dominant college oh player. Oh God, he wasn't the most dominant player. Oh, pull his did, you, did you watch the same career? Pull his, pull Do you his think statistics they put up. Some turn put on the dream team out of college. Put, put his statistics up. All right, that's exactly my point. He's on the dream team because of what he did on national television as Chris Lee, not because he was the most dominant college me? player he ever. He was probably. The, you don't get a 30 for 30 about you sucking. <laughs> I didn't say he sucked. See, no, don't say that. I never said that. I said he's not the most dominant college player statistically of all time. That's ridiculous. I didn't say of all time. I said of my lifetime. Of your lifetime. Great. Will Chamberlain played in your lifetime, too. Not college. <laughs> I got to look up yes, college. He, yes, he did. <laughs> you played at Kansas in the, in the early 60s. You were yeah, born old. I now. was born in 72. No, you weren't. Tell okay, the truth. I'm, I want to see your birth All right. So, yeah, Mr. Suck average. I didn't say. Did I ever say he sucked? Did <laughs> no. I ever say he sucked? No. No. <laughs> I said his timing is t- how timely he was. He is uh, all right. His freshman year, he was eight, eight points a game. There you go. Then he went to 16, 19, and twenty. Right, how many guys? So Larry Bird averaged like twenty nine points a game in college. Yeah, where playing it, in that? India. It, the college game is oh, different. Oh, I see where he played now. Now, now it's going to go. It depends on where he played, what division. Yes, it, it absolutely does. Oh, so, so okay. So well, you didn't add that. You just said his statistics. He's the greatest college player in your lifetime. I don't think anybody would argue with me. Like I mean, yeah, like, well, you're obviously wrong. I'm arguing with you. So let's now Google while we're here, greatest all-time college stati- basketball statistics, and see who comes up. Well, see what names in your lifetime. No, 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 just Google it. Google uh, it, and we'll see. Here, I'll just greatest college basketball players of all time. We'll Google it. Okay, right we'll, now. We'll, we'll look at that. We'll wait and see if Google agrees with them. Of the list, here comes the list. Now what's it going to be? He wasn't born when I was alive. He was. I was only two. Well, no, I'm sure there were in other points. Who are they? Uh, d- uh, top, Who are they? That's tournament. 50 greatest college basketball players of all, all time. time. Are they rate them? D, 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 D. God, just read the list. Uh, see, this is... I'm getting... You gotta go through a big story. If Danny Ferry's 43, Christian Leitner's probably... I'm gonna go oh, top... No, 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 no just top read the list. I'm going top 10, for God's sake. Get the top 10. It's top ten. Uh, Tyler Hansborough of North Carolina. There you go. Lionel Simmons of LaSalle. Two. Oh, Christian wow. Leitner of Duke. Is yeah. number eight Len on Bias, this list. Len Bias, I forgot about. Len Bias. Len Bias, great player. Walter Berry. I take Christian Leitner over Walter Berry. Walter Berry of, of St. John's fan? Ralph Sampson. <laughs> David Thompson. Yeah. Bill Walton. Pete Merritt. Yeah, but now we're getting yeah, into yeah, yeah, okay. hang on, hang on. You're going to tell me Christian Leitner was better than Bill Walton. No, I didn't say that. Did oh, okay. you hear what I you said? You said, said he's him. the all-time greatest college player of your lifetime. That would mean he's better than Bill Walton. Bill Walton played while you were while you were in No, he didn't play while I was alive. 
Bill didn't play for for. He didn't play uh, for, college ball for for UCLA in seventy two. He, he did, but he started before I was born. Ah, for God's okay. Sake. So Bill Walton played while you were alive. I take Christian Leitner. You I'm take sorry. Christian Leitner over Bill Walton. Yes, I would. Oh my God! Did you see what he did? In the, what did Christian Leitner do after college? It doesn't matter. That's not what we're talking. Bill Walton won three out of four titles while he was the center for UCLA, or maybe four out of four. Uh, ba ba you got to be crazy. How many Final Fours in Duke beat a UNLV team that was absolutely loaded with Christian Leitner? They had to have made two or three Final Fours with Christian Leitner. Walton won the national title. Yeah, he might have won all four yeah, years the, he was there, yeah, for God's at sake. UCLA with stacked teams against but, but you, 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 a bunch of short white guys that you say would play like, now. <laughs> A-Rod was better than Babe Ruth is what you're telling that's me That's right not now. what I'm saying. Yes, sure. That's not yes, sure. even remotely yes, sure. close yes, sure. to what you know, I'm saying. You know what's so great? We're like 94 minutes past our b- I first break. I am not even remotely saying that A-Rod was better than Babe Ruth, although he probably was <laughs> yeah, yeah, because go. Babe Ruth didn't play against any minorities or against anybody that could actually throw a ball 100 or miles an hour. Or anyone that trained. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, so. Ruth is a, Babe Ruth is a pitcher, actually. <laughs> Uh, Let's go to break. We're going to come back with this very interesting argumentative segment. A special New York baseball doubleheader today on ESPN Radio Syracuse. It starts at 325 with the Yankees taking on the Rays in their home opener, followed by the Mets and the Phillies at 7 on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now! Just got on the phone really quickly with uh, the legend... Vice President of NBA Operations, Kiki Bandaway. I have one never of the greatest players, man. one of the greatest sharpshooters to ever play in the NBA. I've never seen a man averaging to his dad 20 so points much. a game. <laughs> 20 points a game. And I, said, and I said to him, I said, hey, Kiki, here's the argument. I tell him, but he goes, Christian Leitner was better than Bill Walton. Like, but, like, like, really? Give me a break. Bill like, Walton really? played when I was two. I don't remember Bill Walton. What's the best players of this decade? And then you go back, guess what? Not nine years, but ten years to you, make that determination. You are acting like I said that Mookie Mookie Jones was the greatest basketball. This player is the in my problem life. with you and I. Sometimes when we get in these tangles, I speak the English language, and those words have definitive meanings. So when you say in the last forty-five years, well, and I go and I do the math, and I go back and go, Bill Walton was alive when you were alive. If you were alive one day, and I had to go to your birthday. Bill Walton okay, played in yeah, college while you were there. I don't Bill Walton's better than Christian Leitner. Thank okay, you. Uh, my, okay, here. I'll, my memory. In my memory, right. Christian. That's a week! <laughs> you run to da- I'm calling Kiki Vandaway on you. I'm calling him to be on you. You know you. why I did that? Because if I called my brother Billy... Or if I go, so I go with somebody who's been to the Final Four, who's been in NBA championships, who's a legendary player, and he's the vice president of the NBA. So you would think I'm going to go to an authority who's. A, I was going to go to Danny Shays, and I thought, you know what? No, I'll go to Kiki. I'll go to Kiki. I mean, he's he was one of the greatest players in college during his era. When he played at UCLA, you were scared when he had the ball. That's how good he was. And so, and I remember watching. I it was off. crapping my diapers. I don't remember Bill Walton. Oh, I'm sorry, see, I'm not. He old wants like to throw you. the low. I was about to say he wants to throw the low jab. Below the belt shot at the old you fat act guy. You like I'm saying something so outrageous. I don't. Christian Leitner was. I, I just think that I hold that kind of that kind of. Uh, uh, iconic title when you say somebody's the greatest player I think holy like so you go back Sports and forth Illustrated had him so, eight okay. of all time so I'm so outrageous I, did, but I didn't say that you said he's the greatest that's like that's and, and you know what there is no definitive answer because now we can go back and forth who's the greatest pro basketball player of all time Michael Jordan uh, 
And so, absolutely no question in your mind, Michael Jordan was the greatest player no, of all some time. Of, that's a good argument to have. Right. So you could go back and forth and argue this point, and then you got to go to statistics. Because if I looked at the overall contribution, how they changed the game, what they did, I find that there's about four or five guys that were very similar to Jordan, that very similar... But there was really only one Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, in my opinion. I mean, when I look at, at at Chamberlain, when I look at you know other big, da- you know, uh, 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 Mikan and guys that started, and then you go all the way to Shaq and how dominant was. But Kareem did things that I've never seen, and, and believe it or not, Elijah Wan. If I had to pick from all the all-time centers, and I had to start a team around any one player, I probably would take Kareem. Or I would take Elijah Wan, and I would take them both before Jordan, for sure. I, I have always said I think Jordan's the greatest player, but if I was ever starting a basketball team, Magic Johnson would be who I built. Well, and, and, you know, another guy where, you know, again, he can play his, any position his, on the court. His distribution of the ball and the other things, the other intangibles, he, was he the most, ex- again, the exciting player? You know, and I've always said this about Kobe. He's another one where I would watch him play and I go, he's got terrible basketball IQ. Terrible. He's caught in the air all the time, but he's such an amazing athlete. And he happened to have chosen chosen basketball. He probably could have played baseball. He probably could have played football. He probably, probably could have played soccer. Right. He could he he could have done probably anything he wanted. He's that great an athlete. But was he a great basketball player? And the answer to that question for me was no. I didn't think he was a great basketball player. I thought he was a great athlete, one of the greatest athletes to ever play basketball. Yeah, because of his athleticism and his God gifted abilities, he ended up dominating in many ways in basketball. But no, I don't think he was a, he was one of the greatest basketball players. All right, and I just want to say thing, one thing: we should be so lucky that Josh is not here today. Jo- Josh would have been very upset to see you. What do you see? But you and I, but this comes from our what definitively changed my relationship with you was going on the trip when we went on the trip and we got in the truck and I realized. He was raised very similar to me, like like he could watch me and Alec going at it and making me and my brothers talking to each other, and and I we both kind of went, oh yeah, you know what that's like to have your brother beat you up and have yeah. your you know and sit just, on your chest and, and drool above and, your face, and, and, and <laughs> spit going up and down. totally you know, torture you and say stuff where as soon as you're done with it, like I would. I would change the the title of this. I'm not fighting with you at all. We're debating, yeah. you know, about something that we feel passionate about or whatever. And 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 the sad thing about it is, no one can be. You can't say no. He didn't. He hit 715 home runs. There is no answer to this. There isn't. There's there's really no answer to it. No, because, but both the guys we mentioned were in the top ten on the list. I showed. Well, you, so you know, and then, but, but if, you, if if you go with with what we said, the 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 greatest college player of all time, you're going to find some guy who played in some Division three school that scored ninety eight points a game <laughs> or something. And you go, no, it's not. It's Hugo Flosshead. Yeah. He is the best. He played at Youngstown State. He was the greatest. Percy Hawkins. Right. So. Right. Hersey Hawkins. We exactly. gotta take yeah, we gotta take a quick break again because we get we went so long arguing the first time. I know like, I like it though. It's passionate. I know, I do. Oh, we too. got we got Joe Salzone in the studio right now. So what with us? So we'll Joe's do that. Gonna he's, he likes watching he people fight. He won't say anything. He, he does he's in his uh, he wants to see death. Look at that. Yeah, he, wants, he wants somebody. <laughs> you can talk, s- you can say you want to see death. I would love to see blood in these uh, <laughs> debates between you oh, two. If he was up a couple weight classes, we could put the gloves on. I just feel like even though I'm old a and couple. fat. I think I think this would probably not be a good th- situation for you. Yeah, Joe just wants someone to get so mad that they hit. The oh, other that would make shit. my day. You would <laughs> like would, to see him. Absolutely. You guys have the reach where you are right now. I got hot coffee. Any. I, could I dump weigh on five it. pounds. I'm not hitting anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll figure out some kind of contest to, that will, that will make it fair.
with thumb wrestle. <laughs> this is the most fun I've had on this station in months. The best ever is having him in here. When he comes like this, yeah. so I get it now. What we got to do is mock fight, uh, get Joe going. If it's a mock, it's, I don't care. <laughs> Just go at it. I don't get it. It could be WWE for all I care. Why don't we have? Why don't we have one of those? What's that? When you're when you're like a you know you're a teenager and you're you're doing either spin the bottle. Then there's a game like Truth or Dare. We should have something like that where Joe just said to tell you how he really feels. <laughs> this takes <laughs> with our, no penalty. With no penalty. <laughs> this explains our your initial yelling at me to a whole new level. Joe just didn't tell you to get, make this happen. I'm starting to think. <laughs> I'm starting to think. <laughs> <laughs> I told him on Friday he wasn't coming in and he waited. Oh, I swear to God. No one ever told me. We're referring back I know, to the now, first. Now I'm thinking he just held it out to make it happen. Oh, he's capable. You know what? It's so deeply tortured in this man's mind and soul <laughs> that he probably didn't even consciously do it. Subconsciously, his here. brain told him. Red Rob, Bad Rob, we'll be back right after this. Hey now, we're back. So I'm back cold. So so I've got the um, the real list. I gotta figure out how many of these guys on this list. Though, yeah, Leitner's not even in the top twenty on this list. Oh, for God's sake! Not even in the top twenty. That's ridiculous. Well, I think the reason what, why what I think there? I think the reason why is because I googled it this way. I said list the top all-time players statistically that played in college basketball. So, because to me, there's no arguing whether like when you start saying which guy was more valuable to his team, which well he was a really nice guy in the locker room, you know, or he was really no, about no, championships no. and final fours. That's kind of important. Well, that may be, but who was the greatest college player? I think you can't. You just look at the numbers. Who like when we saw Maravich, you have to admit we all went eighty three games. He averaged forty four points, forty four point four points a game. It's kind of hard to have that conversation about somebody who played at LSU and scored forty four. I mean, it's it's hard to score forty points a game for eight for eight, average. Yeah, that means then, he must no. have scored like there had to be games where he only scored twenty five and games he scored sixty two. You know what I mean? Like how many of those late Le- level oh! level of competition? Yeah. All right, we're gonna play so what. No, by all means. Continue the fight. Please continue with this. <laughs> no, you like Joe. The, the the argument during the break was was not nearly as compelling. Joe, who's your number one college player of all time? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> so what? So what? <laughs> all right, let's play Look so what. Let's go. Funny today. Thank you. I know. See, huh? I love this Joe Salzone coming in the studio. Uh, Duke is the favorite in Vegas to win the 2019 NCAA tournament. The Blue Devils pull ahead of the 2018 champions Villanova. Five to one. They're a five to one favorite to win it all. Yeah. So if I put a grand down on them now, I get five thousand if they win the whole thing. I, I, it's way too early to see who stays, who's hurt, and who's... you're relying on a lot of freshmen. I mean, but that's what happens. Well, they when got you the have, best incoming class. They got the top three. They got all the top three kids. That's what happens when you get all the top three kids. Well, and 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 also because of this whole situation that goes on with players going to the G League and going to the pros early, this one and done thing is is not a fad anymore. It's it's actually the way it usually goes now. I uh, yeah, I just read an interesting uh article on how Shashevsky's out Kalapari and Kalapari now <laughs> with all the freshmen coming yeah, in. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, once he starts doing it S- something to point out though, I'm pretty sure Villanova doesn't didn't start any freshmen or sophomores. They, they, yeah. I mean, like experience counts. Well, and I think too, a, a Duke is a, a pretty well-known academic school. Um, Kentucky, I don't believe, is a well-known academic school, but Villanova certainly is. Villanova is a known academic school, so you may be looking at the type of athletes that they're recruiting 
Maybe that is a factor for them. Who's the kid that's uh, um, that just bashed Calipari? Did you hear this thing? He didn't go there because his father. He didn't play on the uh, on some like national team, and his father ragged on Calipari, saying, "You said you were going to play my son, and you didn't." And they just stopped recruiting the kid. He's like one of the biggest players going, and I think he's going to Duke. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. And if anybody knows about running to daddy, it's you. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> Kiki's my daddy. Yeah. I think I'm older than Kiki. Actually, <laughs> Dan, did you have a rebuttal for uh, Paulie's? Uh... Insult there? No. He's back in the baseball field. He's doing the play-by-play now. That's the best. I'm so happy. Tiger Woods played a practice round on Monday in Augusta with Fred Couples and Justin Thomas. His performance got some good reviews. Woods has not played in the tournament there since 2015. So what? I, I, we talk about Tiger Woods coming back all the time. I feel like every time it's it's like a you know you go to start your engine and it gets a little bit, it gets a little bit, but it never actually catches. I well, so what? One time did we see? Uh, I think it was. I want to say it was a, the '86 Masters. Was that the the year that Nicklaus like was 46 years old and, and 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 won it again? And everyone thought, oh my God, you know, no one that old. So. The 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 thing that's difficult about this and will be really lousy for Tiger because he's not going to win the Masters. I mean, but the, the odds are really long. He's just starting to play well again. And you're going to play against the best players in the world. He does have a bit of a a home field. He's had success there. They love him there, and the network loves anything that promotes some kind of interest. Golf has taken a big dip. Um, but for Tiger, the worst case scenario will be if he plays well the first two days, because then every camera is going to be on him. Everything's going to be, on, and then you know if he if he makes the cut and comes in the top twenty, I think that's a a, a great thing for golf, you know, and great thing for him. Uh, he was doing he he just the the honestly he was doing a lot better when he was running around with hookers and doing you know, all the stuff he was doing. Obviously, he was a happier person because. Uh, but I, I no, I don't think he's going to win the Masters. Yeah, I give a big so what. I'm sick of Tiger Woods. So it's, what? There's wow. so many really wow. good golfers out there, but they're just not as marketable as him. So, so what? Golf, <laughs> golf. It's a quick segment. Uh, last one, Manny Pacquiao stepping back into the boxing ring in July in Malaysia. He'll be challenging welterweight champion Lucas Matese. How old is he? Pacquiao is uh, in his 40s. <laughs> I think that's it, it, it's, a, it's the same vein of the Tiger Woods. So what? I mean, someone over the hill coming back. I mean, that's it, it could be interesting if, if he puts up a good fight and if he gets into a fight that's that's relevant, but I don't I just don't see it. Well, you know, it's 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 apples and oranges trying to two different sports and everything else. I think uh, that's an interesting question. The more interesting question is who's more dominant and and more and more of uh, matters more in their sport. Tiger Woods or Manny Pacquiao? Tiger Woods. You think Tiger Woods? Yeah, I mean he he was the defining face of golf for like at least a decade, probably more. Manny Pacquiao was was good, but I don't, he never. I mean, he never got over the Floyd Mayweather. Like there was always a shared spotlight there. It was Tigers and Tigers alone for a long time. You know the thing I think about besides the, the terrifying downfall of Woods, um, you know, uh, because of some of his personal things, uh, was was how difficult, how much I I ended up receiving more Nicklaus um, because it was he's going to shatter Nicklaus's majors record. He's going to win twenty eight of them. You know, blah, and you know what? 
it's really, really hard to win those. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And Tiger won, what, 12? He's not even halfway up there. He's just halfway up the list now. And he's probably never going to win another one. And everyone thought early in his career, this is the next Jacoba. And so you, you I remember being in an event in... Um, uh, in Switzerland at the Volvo Masters, and I was playing in this in this event, uh, and and Nicholas went to his car, and came out with a like a persimmon driver and a sleeve of old balls, and he said, and he I can't remember who the kid was, but it was me and uh, Dan Forsman, and he said, go ahead and hit this, and the guy <laughs> was hitting it, he goes, now go play at Augusta with that golf club, he said, and that ball. He said, go try to play. He goes, because we're playing from the same distance you are. And the ball goes like 20% less than it does now. You know, and, and, and still shoot the numbers are still the same. He's, he, I mean, it really was a testimony. He goes, it wasn't easy what we were playing with compared to the equipment now in golf. is far better. Far, far better. Yeah, I give it a big so what. <laughs> <laughs> Manny Pacquiao. So what? Wow, man, you guys got no love for Manny? He's 50. And Joe, ruining So What once again, did not put an actual news story in, in So What. So I'll Why do you it. I like the cell zone that's in the studio, too. Let's keep this character that likes, he's smiling, he hates you. It's perfect. <laughs> A Rochester veterinarian is teaching dog so and what? human classes <laughs> called Doga. No, no. For you and your dogs. No. So the dogs can have improved postures and better socialize. Now this, this, <laughs> I like. Is it? It's it's so much of a so what that I like. You can get some dead air. Come on, would you take your dog to yoga class, Baldwin? Why not, man? What they do? My wife does goat yoga. Oh, he didn't call you, Mister Baldwin. How do you feel about that? I'm, you kind of want to punch I'm, him. Got it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back, wrap things up right after this on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Home of the Syracuse Crunch. Mitchell Stevens across. Here's a shot. Score! Kevin Lynch ties the game. Atkinson left side. Shoots. He scores! Picked off by another. Pekka takes it. For Lynch who shoots. He scores. Kevin Lynch with 103 to go in the third period. Gives the crunch its first lead. It's 3-2. to two. ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 and 1440 AM. Tonight they fight for the Kraus Simmons Trophy in the Carrier Dome. It's Syracuse Lacrosse and Hobart. Face off at 7, Orange pregame begins at 6.30 on TK99 and ESPN 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. So I want to close up. I had a couple things to talk about. We'll come back and revisit the fact that Steve Young has said that Bill Belichick, when he coached with the Browns all the way back then. That's evergreen. Was was an absolutely cheated. Belichick's a cheater, according to Steve Young. Um, you know, I, I, it's an interesting subject. But I want to touch this. I want to touch on this. Check this out. NFL coach at the combine asked Ohio State linebacker, "What would you do if I punched you in the face right now?" Now, there's like this this kind of um, crazy questions they talk about that the the coaches ask you at the combine. They ask all kind of you know, oh, uh, if you had to choose from two foods, and I guess there's. Some answer they're looking for, or some right, or, or they're just looking to say. So, while a ton of bizarre stories have already made their way out, it appears that we've only scratched the surface in terms of how ridiculous questions can really get. <clears throat> no, asking whether or not God was an Auburn fan wasn't weird enough. 
Ohio State's Jerome Baker was actually asked how he'd react to getting punched in the face right now, right here and now, was the, was the question asked to him. So the kid's standing there with an NFL coach who goes, hey, uh, Jerome, come on over. Hey, so what would you do right now if I punch you? How, how would you react if I punched you right in the face? And so you so, you know, so what's the answer they're looking okay, for? Well, I'll, I'll, tell you, you I'll tell you the answer he gave. I don't believe, again, in those types of questions, there's a right or wrong answer. I think what they're looking for is can under pressure, can you tell the truth? Because the answer, Jerome, he, 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 the coach says he, he took a breath, he thought of it, he goes, I'd knock you out. <laughs> like, he goes, you know, like he thought, like, hey, if you punch me, he goes, I'd knock you out. Now, is he going to be Allen Iverson? Is he gonna be... No, I think the answer really was, they were looking, it was beyond was he able to hold his, his anger or whatever. They wanted to know, was the guy able just to come right out under pressure like that and, and say what, it, what the real truth of the matter was? So I think actually he gave the answer that they wanted because if a coach punched me in the face, I would have laid, uh, this kid? You know what I mean? Yeah, he would have laid him out. There, there has to be other ways to test a kid under pressure you, than just right, telling him right? to punch him in the face. That's well, you can't <laughs> actually punch him in the face. There's no other way to test no, it. No, no, you, well, you can There's be coaches like, that have smashed guys before, for sure. Yeah. I mean, oh, no, but put someone on the whiteboard and say, like, okay, you know, what? what's your responsibility? Punching him in the face, I feel like, is... It, not only is it punching him in the face, it's a hypothetical punching him in the face. That, but, that doesn't do anything. But 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 take it take it a level... I, I get where you're going. I get what Paulie's implying. But take it a level higher. What they want to know, really... Is do you have the balls to look at that coach right now and go, man, I would knock you out, you know? What I mean? And that guy, honestly, is really probably more what you want than the guy who's going to give that answer of, well, I would have to take into consideration the circumstance. Well, no, you wouldn't. You would lay that old man out. <laughs> Hell yeah, you would. And if you wouldn't, you're not somebody who I want on my team. I want to know the truth. You, yeah, I would knock you out. I would knock you out. I love that he passed it because they said that was kind of the answer we were looking for. We were looking for, you know, yeah, you. if I punked you, you would <laughs> punk me right back. I love that. But how bizarre was 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 God an Auburn fan that asked this one player who didn't play at Auburn? Well, he has a direct line to God, so he can, like, let him know. He could? Know? Wow. Go Tigers. Go uh, Tigers. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully a little uh, more friendly. Less fighting. Oh, no, I'm going to come up with my list now. I came up with the 20 greatest statistical players. Christian Leitner's not on the list. (laughs) All right, I'm sorry that I put Christian Leitner. How outrageous. He's about to go home and go Rain Man and figure out all the lists. Oh, my God. I'm going to memorize all their stats. (laughs) All right, we'll be back tomorrow on ESPN Radio Syracuse.